sub-series or a side-series. You can't see me shrugging at him, but I'm shrugging at him. Yeah, she is shrugging. Welcome to another episode of the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, known on the streets as the Psycho-Semantic Cast. Which streets? All the streets. (laughs) Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley. (laughs) Um, Thunder Road. The highway to hell? Highway to hell. Route 66? Yes. Highway 666? And Highway 61. <laughs> That's it. The, you know the song, right? Uh, I'm shrugging again. <laughs> Take a shot every time I shrug at Darren. It's Bob Dylan, but I can't remember if it's Bob Dylan within the Traveling Woolburys. Mm, oh, yeah. Um, anyway... <laughs> Welcome to another episode of this show. Uh, you obviously know what it's called because you're listening. What? Remember, this is verbal. Oh, he said that because I covered my face up with my blanket. So yeah, this would be episode three of the Unwatchables, the Unwatched... <laughs> Whatever we call it, this is episode three of the side series where my lovely counterpart, the Vice Abbess, sits down and at least starts and so far has finished... I'm two for two. uh, ...movies that she has refused to watch from either their reputation or, in this case, uh, which she'll probably go further... She'll probably go into further detail on... During or before, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, This is a movie that she watched some of and walked out on Mm -hmm. to read Harry Potter. Harry Potter. So, the first two episodes, since they were having their 45th anniversaries, we went chronologically and historical with Deliverance and then... uh, Last House on the Left, 
And now we are changing things up on you, shaking it up. We're also going with, I don't want to say a more fun movie, but a movie that more people like. I definitely gave him a side eye when he said fun. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> the air conditioning was not invited, but it's hot as balls right now. Uh, we are <laughs> going really far into the future from 1972 to a little year known as 2005. We are doing Rob Zombie's much-debated film, The Devil's Rejects. Is it much debated? Rob Zombie himself is much debated. Oh, yeah. Um, there's some okay. people that think everything he makes is cool. There's some people who think uh, uh, Lords of Salem in 31 was where he shit the bed. There's some people that he lost with his weird white horse symbolism in the Halloween remakes. Mm. Um, there's some people that were never on board with him. Uh, yeah, so uh, even if you do not like this film, you will not be alone. Thank you. Um, but part of the point of this is getting the perspective of somebody that normally doesn't watch this kind of movie and maybe forcing me to question and or defend or at least get introspective about what do I like about said films. Did you turn my AC off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> silence it's, anyway but. it's my fault i gave her that bone she's so yeah. thirsty you may hear random water water breaks from the big thirsty dog that ate a cow leg today she's gonna go lay down in her bed anyway <laughs> we are going to do a little commentary here on the devil's rejects and discussion like usual um this is a follow-up I think I already said this, to 2003's House of a Thousand Corpses, which was Rob Zombie's first movie that we know about. We don't know what he, sort of films he makes with Sherry. Gross. Why'd you have to go there? Because he puts her naked everywhere. So I'm, I'm sure they've got a private collection. Fair enough. So if you are watching along, I'm going to play some, what? Where are you right now? What are you thinking about? I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say. Oh, Okay. I'll stop interrupting. Thanks. So in a minute, we're going to get started, but I'm going to probably play some promos for some shows that I dig. And then when we come back, we are going to get started with the movie. And I'll tell you how to do that on the other side of this. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. 
every week I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of here. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Hello? Hello. Who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Um, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? So, I'm not sure what version you were watching along on, but on this one, uh, we're going to go three, two, one, go, and there will be the Lionsgate Films logo with some green lightning of some sort, and then Cinerena, Macarena, Cinemanamanamanamana, the second logo. Cinerenta. Cinerenta. And then the regular title cards or whatever with the white words on black screen. And, okay. (laughs) We're going to try this. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. You were doing the intro for so long, I thought the TV was going to go to sleep. It didn't, though. It didn't. Okay, everybody, hi. Um, So we kind of started doing this one no you haven't after last house on the left because i sort of feel like or in the discussion it seemed like maybe this was a movie that might exist because of last house on the left or films like it oh i forgot about this um I will say that I'm not, um, I really like, um, Rob Zombie as a human being, not as much a fan of his music and films. I mean, his music in the sense of, um, that one song, I feel like, you know, White Zombie wrote one song and just played it over and over for like a decade um sorry 
By who? Who called them the devil's rejects? Oh, hey, missing since August 19th. That's today. Cool. <laughs> Good job. Oh, thanks. Up top. Relevancy. So, I loved House of a Thousand Corpses. I saw it in the um, theater with a friend in college. I thought it was, like, the best combination of campy and scary. So... When my infamous beau wanted to go see this, I was totally down. And, like, as soon as this started, like, I'll tell you, like, how many seconds are we in? Five. And I was just, like, the biggest fucking eye roll. Like, I was just, like, are you fucking kidding me with this? The the naked body being dragged yes. through the leaves. And I was just sitting there, and I'm, like... I mean, I'm a big feminist now, but I was, like, super feminist activist in um, college. And I was just, it was so deliberately, like, graphic. I just found it appalling. And, like, why? But, okay, I'm sitting here. You know, I'm sitting there with my dude, and I'm like, all right, you know, we'll give it a chance. We'll give it a chance. But, like, just from that opening shot, I was already fucking annoyed. Um, Matthew McGrory, his final film. Oh, was it? I believe so. Uh, movies, uh, in the end, the movie is dedicated in his memory. He was uh, the giant in Big Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm all, you know I'm not always real good with names, so. You little cows. I'm just sensitive to... It's just like a fine line between, like, sexualizing and glorifying violence and, like, depicting it in order to, to, to scare or thrill. And it's different for every person too you know I get that but um I mean that's obviously gross necrophilia or cuddle what is cuddling with the dead body called would that also be under the umbrella of necrophilia I know he had sex with the body but, I mean, is there splinter factions of the disorders or? You're asking me like I know? You read the DSM. <laughs> I mean, this is not covered. Okay. I don't think. Are the subtitles going to bother you? Uh, I just realized that you put them on. I mean, I'm going to be reading them. And um, another thing that kind of bothers me that uh, Darren and I have talked about is like 
there's a fine line between, like, I don't, I guess I went on a rant about this to Darren the other day, but, like, you've got something like Death Proof, which I hated when it started, and then by the end of it, I loved because it took a exploitive narrative and, like, turned it on its head. But when I was, like, beginning to watch this and when I've watched some of Rob Zombie's other stuff, it just seemed like he was just glorifying the old stuff from the 70s. But there didn't seem to be any commentary or change to it. Honestly, my favorite thing Rob Zombie's done is host Late Night on Turner Classic Movies. I love that. Played a bunch of old black and white. Well, most movies on Turner Classic are black and white. But I feel like that's probably changing since... What, to be a classic movie, you gotta be, what, 20-something years old? And that takes us to the 90s? <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> so, I don't know if you caught that any of the the other time you saw this part, but that guy said this is Sheriff Wydell, which is the same last name as the bald cop in the first movie uh, okay uh, forgot they used those annoying like pauses or that he used those but I mean whatever uh, and um what's Leslie Easterbrook uh replaces uh something black Karen Black as the mother but Everybody else is reprising their roles. Um, Leslie Easterbrook, you... I don't know, did you... You probably didn't watch the Police Academy movies, really. Oh, when I was little, I did, yeah. She was Callahan. Mm, That's right. Since she talks about her mimings, I did the universal gesture for large breasts. (laughs) Just in case she didn't remember the name of the officer. Uh, the one that, uh, yeah. So. There was a firefight! Now, you will tell us where it was that you walked out? Of course I will. I was trying to think if there's any... I'm sorry, I know I'm being slow and mumbly and ummy. It's just because I'm paying attention to the movie. But is there any other backstory or conversations that we've had that you think would be helpful for the listeners to have? God, I totally forgot about this annoying use of slow-mo in the aughts. (laughs) Thank God this is a tradition that died in the Now is that what you hate about Guy Ritchie? He's the opposite. He goes too fast. Mm. Weird armor. It's just weird because they made it themselves, right? Or is it supposed to be weird for some other reason? No, I mean, it's just homemade knights who say die or whatever. Me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess Otis's is a little, I don't know, creepy, but he's got the upside down cross on it. And he just wears the mask. And then, uh, 
It's not tiny. Is it Oat Dome? Otis. I can't remember the name of the Cores Dog guy from the first movie. I don't remember any of the names. There's Otis and Baby are the main ones. Oh, right. Well, Your boyfriend and Shane's zombie. Okay, shush. So I had no idea he was so handsome until we saw him at that con. They did a good job making him look disgusting in these movies. <laughs> Have we told them that story already? I don't know when we We just, that. like, stood in line and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a creeper, but you're super handsome and he was like why would that be creepy i was like i don't know you don't know me that's just kind of odd but yeah anyway cool about it pj souls is in this and so is uh well you'll see a lot of people you recognize um dotty I, Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure is in this. Oh. So, like, I don't, I mean, maybe people won't share uh, this with me and hopefully you'll give your feedback, like, to us listeners. But, like, for this to start after thinking it was a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, like, I was just, like, gross. I was just already disappointed. Like, this held none of the fun. And it was just, like, this glorified, like, 70s cop show of serial killers. I don't know. I was just, whatever he was trying to do with the retroness, I was not into it. I was just annoyed. I remember when this first came out. I'm not saying I dislike it now. It's, I like it better than 31. And I like it better than Lords of Salem. And I don't know if it's just because Lords of Salem has that really ridiculous part where she gives birth to a mandrake plant from Harry Potter. I mean, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Uh, either of those. Or if he was just trying too much. But that movie, you'd probably like most of that movie. But I think the parts that make made me just be like, are you serious? Uh, because that had a bit more of an interesting story, I would say, especially for you. And then 31 is, he was like, I'm going to take a shit and you're all going to like it, is basically how I... Well, and it's funny that you say that because that was kind of like the impression I was getting, well, not yet. But that's kind of the impression I got from this. Like, it was like, I call uh, I call it, like, basically, like, cock camera or whatever. But it's, like, a director's, like, basically, like, I'm gonna just show you my big penis and wave it in your face. And you can't do anything about it. And I was like, I can, though. Because I don't have to watch this. And um, I just like to point out, because we went past it, like, I mean, just the whole thing of showing, like, Sherry Moon Zombie's butt crack. Like, what is the point of that? So we had, like, the naked vagina. We had all the, like, dead body boobs. Like, we're, like, five minutes into the fucking movie. And, like, you know, whatever. She's cute. She's got a cute butt. Like, I'm not against butts. I'm not against 
butt cracks. But it was just like, why? Like what what does it do to the story? Is that what you're saying? Right, or like, what does it, what are you, what are you trying to do right now? Like, what are you trying to tell me? I don't, like, you're trying to tell me how sexy Sherry Moon is as, as she runs away from killing and raping a bunch of people? Like, I don't, I'm not buying it. And, like, I don't know, again, with, like, the comparisons between the first and second one, like, in the first one, they were weird. In this, they were just gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she was weird in the first one. She was, like, doing all her weird, like, when they did the little weird, oh, like, carnival show, and her weird, like, yeah. yes, that, it was so the, weird. And now she's just. Betty Boop. Yeah, and now she's just a butt crack. And this... Like, again, what is the point? That? I mean, good for Sid Haig's character or whatever. <laughs> and he's got clown face on. Maybe that's supposed to... He, uh... Gross teeth. I mean, you can't see the face of just, like, abject boredom and disgust that I'm making right now, but I'm sure it's comparable to the one that I was making 12 years ago. <laughs> Would you have sex in a bed with a giant painting of a clown up up above the headboard right now or ever in my life with you or somebody else right now with me before you knew me with somebody else not with somebody else now <laughs> i'd probably have sex with you anywhere because i know you but it would be gross or we would be joking about it was it a dream yes okay and there was a time, though, when I certainly probably would have had sex with someone under a giant clown painting. I wouldn't have gotten off on it or anything, but it just would have been like, I mean, I, I went out with a lot of weirdos. Well, you've never really had an aversion to clowns. Are you kidding me? I've seen it. What are you talking about? You just mean I'm not like... I don't have, like, a phobia of yeah, them? I yeah. mean, I guess not. It, it has to be a creepy clown. It's not, like, any clown. You're not afraid of Bozo or... I loved Bozo. You know, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I hear he's so nice. He seemed really nice when we saw him at the con. Oh, at the after party. Or just at the con. No, at the after party, it was, uh, what's, Wilson, uh, Herschel. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't, uh, but he was on a panel for something, wasn't he? And we saw him? Yes. I don't remember what, though. I thought he was at the after party, too. Probably. There's the, the grainy news footage. Daddy. 
are you looking for? Volume. What do you think about his beard? What do you mean? With or without a beard, does he look less or more gross? Oh, he. I mean, I guess not. Not, uh, not spalding. Right. It, he. I guess actually. Well, it's hard to like put that into context after the past decade of men's fashion. I mean, he looks like anybody we'd see out on the street in the neighborhood right now. Um. But yeah, I mean, I thought he looked creepier. That's a good shot. I don't think I noticed that. She gets it in the back of the truck. Whatever it is she threw. This was Matthew McGrory, McGrory's last movie. He died the year that it came out. I feel like you told me that before. We're about ready to get introduced to the second location in this movie. Or Ace, no, I guess it's probably the third location in this movie. Chronologically, or the third act, or th something. Forget I said anything. <laughs> Easy enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's Dottie. I just think, I, okay, so that's supposed to be funny? Like, are we supposed to be laughing right now? She's... <sighs> what? Like, I don't... I just don't understand. You don't You don't like the Rob Zombie humor? Well, that's what I'm asking. Is it's, it's, So it is supposed to be funny. I don't know if we're supposed to laugh, but she is making fun of the customers. Love Michael Berryman though. I nodded. Ken Forey. Do you remember him? Uh, yeah, but I can't remember from what. He was in the original Dawn of the Dead. Mm. And I thought I saw somewhere, and you might have seen it before. 
but I think he was on Keenan and Kel. That's probably what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, he's from your hometown, by the way. Hey. Okay, and we're getting close to where the film lost you. I mean, it never really had me, but... <laughs> the theater lost you. <laughs> I mean, joke's on me. I still got my money. Shit, shit, Connie. There's like a neighborhood festival going on today, so our dog's been extra barky because there's lots of people parking people. on our street. People on the streets. Are we supposed to not like them? That was another thing I was kind of like. <laughs> What? Why is that funny? Just because generally they want you to like the victims in horror movies or else you're not invested. Right, but that's the their death. That's the whole thing. We're supposed to like lionize Rob Zombie's hero serial killers in this, right? And like not be attached to the victims and not care about them. Or what? I still don't know. Well, that guy, he seems relatively nice. I mean, they don't seem... Uncle Frank from Double Impact. I mean, I don't think they deserve to die. I'm just saying. He's been going out of the way to, like, make the murderers, like, funny and sentimental. And then, like, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe somebody will be able to explain it to me. Or maybe, maybe it'll become clear if I watch it through to the end. This is an argument that's been made to me. You never know. So, I mean, I'm... And Brian... Is that Brian Posehn? Is that how you say his name? I'm not sure. The, the big comedian guy? It's definitely him. I'm not... Okay. He was in... Uh, a video... Blood Eagle Wings or Blooding? Yeah. And I guess you like him. I mean, uh, there's plenty of good actors in this movie. All the more confusing as to why it's such a big piece of shit. I mean, the, the character, though. You probably you, do you hate his character like you dislike the band. Right now, I have no care for anyone in the movie. Okay. I'm bored. I'm glad we did this earlier in the day. Whatever, man. I've already hung out with my kid and gone to the farmer's market and um, gone to a protest and had a political meeting and... Spent some quality time with you. I've had a full day. Thank you for doing this and helping out. Helping out the show. I mean, it's fine. I'm trying to be open-minded. And...
some of her better acting is from House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm glad you said that. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's like great, but I don't think she's awful. You know, it's kind of like Kristen Stewart. It's like people just want to rake her over the coals, and it's like I don't find her to be awful. I don't think she's main character caliber actor. Yeah. But and I appreciate that, you know, I mean, I think there's intrigue to the ways that people can be victimized. I get that. So they showed her lying in the road uh, and someone pulling over. They're showing this, which is just like, yeah, men, no offense to present company, men are stupid for someone <laughs> who looks like Sherry Moon Zombie. She probably could have just walked up and said, I'm going to murder you. And he would have been like, okay, what? <laughs> So, like, I mean, this isn't a power I've experienced because I am more of a, a Velma and less of a Daphne. But, okay, again with the why. What is the point? Of the woman in the shower? Yes. I mean, great. Boobs. People bathe. I don't... Uh... I mean, you don't have to tell me if you have some thought that's connected to something that's coming later, but... Um, and I and I get the idea that um, human beings are complicated, right? Like people are not all good or bad and bad people can have family ties or like their pets and people who aren't serial killers can still be boring or mean or sexist or shitty. Like I get that, you know, I know, and it's like, is it supposed to be like a Manson family thing? Is that what he was going for? He definitely was in the beginning, in the first one. So I'm sure that would carry over. Maybe that's why I liked it. Because, you know, I mean, not that I'm into like, I mean, I wish there hadn't been a Manson family and that Sharon Tate and her baby and her friends hadn't been murdered. But I find that story. I mean, I've read Helter Skelter and I, I find that story interesting and i've consumed other pieces of um pop fiction inspired by that yeah um i think i don't know i don't know if the girl in the shower the only thing i thought of was it's establishing where she is and I, I mean, I guess she could have been on the toilet or, you know, she could have been getting ready to get in the shower. So that's either an arbitrary, cho arbitrary choice or also with his homages and tributes and yankings of this type of film, there probably would be more pointless nudity because that was, you know part of those movies of exploitation films is nudity for no reason other than the point of there being nudity. I'm not saying... You're defending it. That's okay. Uh. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so at this point, how many naked men have we seen? None? Yeah, he's right. <laughs> How many naked women have we seen? Two. 
I wasn't paying attention to the pictures. A lot. We've seen more than two. And how many of them have been dead? At least the first one. And then were the bodies naked? I feel like the bodies in bed with Otis were wearing cheerleading outfits, yeah? I mean, they at least didn't have tops. Not all of them. They didn't. Well, I'm glad to notice that you to know that you don't notice dead boobs as readily as I do. But you know, it, it just I don't know. I don't know. There's PJ Souls. That looks like the kid from uh, the John LeJoie video about Friday the 13th. I don't think I've seen that one. So they're definitely a lot darker. Yeah, like we went from like weird campy circus to like racial racist dances. I don't, I just didn't understand <laughs> where... I still don't understand. So you're relatively saying that if if these people were played by different actors, would you think that it was the same director? I don't even understand what you're asking me. I'm sorry. Like House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. If this was just made. Oh, it, I got you now. It's more like... Um, the Matrix and the Matrix 2 where they were like we got all our money and we can finally realize our vision and you're like oh the only reason the first Matrix was good is because you didn't have enough money and power to ruin it because a producer like kept an iron fist on it and you didn't get all the money you wanted so that's kind of how I felt like I feel like I thought House of a Thousand Corpses was like really good and fun and creative. But then I saw this and I was like, oh, he really wanted to make a total piece of shit. But he just wasn't famous enough to do it. And that I think House of a Thousand Corpses turned out to be good in spite of him, not because of him. 
I told you this movie made me made me really mad. <laughs> okay. So you could be getting mad at me right now? At you? Yes. Why? Oh, this movie just made you mad in general. Yeah. It didn't make you mad at Drew. Um, for taking you to it. Not for taking me to it. That's a whole separate conversation. Um And I guess like so are we supposed to You talked about this one being darker. Is it darker because there's a breakdown happening? Like, I mean, obviously they, the intro said they had killed, you know, upwards of a hundred people. But, um, is it that, uh, this is when I left, by the way, everybody. The gun and the underwear. Uh, right around here. It was definitely this scene. And I was like, I've got a fresh harry potter hardback in my bag and i don't need this in my life we were at the gateway i think uh on campus in columbus it was pretty new then we could have been somewhere else i might be forgetting but yeah it was a nice day it was summer and i sat on a bench and read harry potter and the half-blood prince until it was over um so you mean a, a breakdown like the characters? Yeah, like is it is it supposed to be darker because this is what they were always like and now we're just showing it to you? Or is it supposed to be darker because um, they're devolving because of everything that's happened? I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Because I, I, I mean, they were obviously raping, torturing, and murdering at their house. Right, yeah, it's not new behavior. You know, in the house, there were separate rooms for all that stuff, and then the communal living area or whatever. And um, I don't know if that was more ritualistic because it was the... Because, you know, in the end when they drop the girl and they do the bunny costume thing and Dr. Satan. I don't know if any of that, if, if Halloween's different in the family or, mm. you know, it is <clears throat> possibly amplified because they are on the run, the cornered rat sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, maybe is he trying to make me feel bad for liking the first movie? You know what I mean? Like, is he trying to say, like, is that why we're just, why we're such big pieces of shit? Like, oh, you thought that was fun? You thought that was funny? Now I'm going to show you. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know. And this seems to be where he moved into that dark blues color palette that as far as i know he hasn't left i feel like there's a lot of uh reds in uh oh okay Uh, i remember i mean like i said i haven't seen any of his other movies but the halloween seemed the trailers all seemed very blue speak a lot more authoritatively 
cynicism words that words that I don't know. I speak a lot more authoritatively in general. It doesn't mean I know anything. It's just I, something I get from my daddy. I have noticed that I've been working on not ending so many sentences that end like I'm asking a question. You know? <laughs> uh, the weird things that you notice editing your own speech. Yeah, see, he doesn't even believe it until he hears it himself. I've been trying to tell you how you talk for seven years. You have. There's a lot of scrapbooks. Well, yeah, they said 75. They found remains for 75 on the property. There's no indication that they've been there the whole time or that they didn't also kill people off site or that there weren't remains that were destroyed. Yeah. They might not have even found the the pit. The Dr. Satan pit. Was that the well with the like giallo homage mm-hmm. creep that was I, that was when i actually got scared was it and i was like good for you buddy <laughs> and i mean that one's i had a very positive opinion of it when i saw it in the theater in 2003 or two or whatever but, you know, when we watched it a few years ago, I was like, oh, this is a little a little rougher than I cared to commit to memory when I was in college, so. Well, I feel like you have either had less patience or less interest for the more extreme, at least this vein of extreme movies. Because, I mean, you picked Don Mapo, and that's pretty brutal, and you didn't have any issues with the violence and stuff that was going on in there. She I, just, it was largely self-inflicted. Right. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. We getcha. And like I said, for, for whatever personal or political reasons, women hurting women or men hurting men affects me differently than men hurting women. What about women hurting men? I don't, how often do we even get to see that? I mean, Hostel 2, not even. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Hard Candy's not... Hard Candy. I liked Hard Candy. Well, yeah, but that's... I mean, it's hard to not like someone that's going after that kind of guy. You know, it's not just a crazy woman hurting people. That's true. And I didn't see Monster. (coughs) Species. I liked Species. She's an alien. She does hurt hurt men, though. (laughs) With her... Sex. I like teeth. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why that, but it seems like the, I, that was. Hopefully, somebody's going to be calling out a lot of suggestions. But it, most of the movies I see where the women are doing the most violence, it's a lot more easy to identify why they are doing it. Like teeth, it's that's people self. that didn't listen to her say no. Yeah, that's self defense. <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know how far away they are from their house, but I always thought 
why does he have a cache of guns buried in the field over by the water tower? Because they have a go plan. Remember when... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't pretend to know why serial killer families do the things they do, but it seems like having a go plan would be a smart thing. Yeah, and it's... I guess they, it is between, they didn't go out of their way to find the hotel. They're on their way to Charlie's. And so this is a certain distance away. And it's probably been abandoned long enough that it's safe to bury stuff. Or they killed the person who owned the property. Or, I mean, there is a doctor in the family. Maybe they own the property. With his weird like, steampunk surgical equipment patents. Oh, right, we're at parts that you haven't seen. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I, he's just being gross and offensive and trying to make them feel bad. I mean, that's pretty consistent with his character or whatever. I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Well, I did give away the what they're doing. Oh, I, you did, but I that's, I guess, not that big of a deal. He just said it, so. As gross as he is now that I know how hot Bill Mosley is underneath, I can see it. <laughs> I know that hot person is hiding under there. But yeah, in the first one, they definitely, like, and that's another thing. Like, what is with the trying to make people look? I don't know. What? Why are they trying to make people look gross? Well, no, I feel like they're trying to make the killers more attractive. Oh. Because he's more buff? Good for them for at least trying. I imagine they don't succeed because it'd be a pretty short movie, but. Well, there's still Sherry. She could be the mastermind. And I, I don't know. I understand that sometimes you just want to use CGI, but I always notice that super cgi wound oh yeah i mean you know i prefer practical effects to digital like most of the time like if i'm having digital effects i want lord of the rings i want interstellar i want harry potter i don't you know other than that it should be like practical effects squibs and i mean even a lot of you know the movies i just mentioned use well, not Interstellar so much, but Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings used a lot of practical effects. It's true. Good for him. Don't scare me, I don't fucking think you are. 
Is that a prayer or is that some sort of type of prayer? I mean, I don't know that it's a known prayer. I mean, any prayer you make is prayer. <laughs> I didn't know you. Well, I grew up with Catholic. There's like the five prayers, and you memorize them so you can say them whenever you get told to do a thousand of them in confession. I think that was one of the things, speaking of your Manson people, well, not your Manson people, your Manson reference. I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. I think that's one of the things that, uh, either texts or I feel like the guy the Manson guy uh, said it mm. I feel like Rob Zombie usually has good music in his movies? I don't know that I've n noticed. Um, I mean, I, I think, uh, I feel like is he's trying to do some kind of like light natural born killers thing with the TV shots and it's not as good. nice direct reference to Last House on the Left. Look at you with the callbacks. I mean, we just watched it. <clears throat> I mean, not just. It's, it's been like a month, maybe? Or almost a month. Why is she doing it? I would just pee. But I guess that's me. Or is she trying to escape? Is that what... It's not about peeing. It's about trying to escape. Maybe. Now, is she as brutal as Otis? Or as mean? I mean, it's... Eyes? Um, I mean, she's certainly cruel. 
Um, I mean, she hasn't raped anyone. But it's not like she's a hero. <laughs> well, right. I, I just feel like a lot of the times when there's a male-female duo villains in movies, one is usually more often the clear worst one, and the other one's usually the gone along for the ride. Do it. What are you even waiting for? I was about to say. She waited too long. Just go anyway. Go around to the door. Isn't that her mom, though? Or, like, her mother-in-law? Or... Uh, Somebody she knows? I don't know. Yeah, she. they're all in a band together. Yeah, I mean, you always hope someone would go for help. But... I mean, there's just, like, so much of her butt. I don't even... I mean, like I said, it's a really cute butt. I just... Butts rejects. I mean, what is the point of it? Devil's butt. And, like, I'm trying not to be critical of the girl who's running away. Because she's been through a lot today, but she's clearly not watched a lot of horror movies and functioning at 100% because she's made a lot of like rookie rookie ass mistakes just in the past like two and a half minutes again not trying to victim blame here in real life we'd all like to think that you know we would be like what's his face at the end of hostel but that's not probably true you know we'd probably most of us be pissing and moaning and shaking and dropping things and saying stuff and making mistakes you know that's just real life I mean, maybe he would have really done that anyway because that's how he processes, but it's just interesting to see all this paper. I mean, don't you feel like now they'd scan it? Oh, yeah. Well, they they, they are a, lo uh, a municipality. Uh, maybe they don't have the... Everybody's got a scanner, though. I mean, like I said, you might have still printed out some things to make connections, but... I feel like I would have been scanning everything and then doing searches and stuff. Matching things up. I mean, you there's probably software now that could search for keywords or do facial recognition. And, like, you could... Oh, God, sorry. Data nerd, data nerding out here. But, yeah, that would, like, synthesize and bring things that had been repeated in the journals. 
That's what I would have done. Nobody asked me. I think this is also taking place in the 70s. Oh. I don't think I ever picked up on that from the first one. Oh, no? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think there's... Uh, there's... Uh, in one of the movies, I feel like there's a date. But... Um, I, I guess it's kind of hard to tell with the fashion. Well, there's right. definitely no cell phones in these movies. Um, yeah, I mean, there was definitely a lot of, like, throwback style. Um. Mm. May 18th, 1978, Texas Sheriff John Quincy Wydell and a large posse of state troopers mm. issue a search and destroy, uh, They had color copiers in the 70s? <laughs> I guess. Or maybe that's their advanced technology. I can't decide if it makes me feel more or less annoyed that this is actually a period piece. <laughs> yeah? Well, yeah. And I, you know what? I may have known that and forgot. Because, you know, it's definitely like a big homage to texas chainsaw massacre but like texas chainsaw massacre actually took place in the 70s like it was actually made in the 70s and that was just kind of like gets me back to this whole thing of like homage to grindhouse and it's just like what if you're not i mean if you're glor are you glorifying it are you trying to make I, i don't know i don't get it Like, if you're not Grindhouse, why are you trying to be Grindhouse? Yeah, like like the point I was making about, like, Death Proof versus, like, a, the Psycho remake. Which, like I said the other day, kept, like, nothing of, nothing of what made Psycho good and then just, like, made it bad. <laughs> yeah, the Psycho remake was... I don't know. I'm sure, maybe somebody... Somewhere liked it, but I don't know anybody that did. And they're making the cops kind of ridiculous. That's a... Was in the um, last house on the left as well. Another face mask. Oh, like a Texas Chainsaw? Well, and... They did that in the first one, didn't they? Yeah, he wore the girl's dad's... Face and torso. on Sherry Moon because like I said she's I don't think she's as bad as 
a lot of people make it out, but I think she's kind of wooden in her delivery a lot of the time. It comes in good. Like, I don't know. Again, with the, like, comparing her to, like, Kristen Stewart or even, like, I don't know, Keanu Reeves. It's just, like, <laughs> they've got a style and, like, sometimes it really works and sometimes it falls flat. Yeah, maybe I did know that they took place in the... 70s and forgot it certainly looks like the 70s but again with the like way style is it was hard you know it can be hard to tell if it's actually a period piece or deliberate what were we just looking at okay this is kind of a sidebar but the incredibles remember we were like is this really the 50s and 60s yeah or did it? and then we looked it up and it really is which also came out in the early 2000s right i think Quite possibly, these two movies came out the same year. Maybe we should try to find other links between The Incredibles and The Devil's Rejects. Uh, <laughs> that would be interesting. More Manson family stuff? Yeah. of her late husband. Shaky cam. Ugh. So annoying. Tension, tension, tension building. I'm not tense. Am I supposed to be tense? I'm just annoyed. Why doesn't she take that shit off her face? Because she's gone I know. Insane. I know. Victim blaming. She's traumatized. She's just running. She doesn't know what to do. Uh. I feel like shaky cam is. Was being used to either create tension or. Well, be careful what you wish for. What? Practical effects. Yeah, oh. That's pretty gross. Yeah. See, like, a cop in a place with a large Hispanic population or uh, 
whatever. He actually knows Spanish. Crazy. <laughs> and is he a sheriff, a regular cop, or FBI? I can't remember. He's a sheriff. Sheriff. And what state are we in? I mean, obviously it looks southwest. But... I think it's Texas. Seems like Texas, but... Texas. I don't... It okay. is Texas. I like to avoid making generalizations. Because... Danny Trejo in his seven billionth movie. Dressed the same. Playing the same character. But good for him. Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, the music's certainly of quality better than Last House on the Left, but the discordancy, like, I still don't, like, understand what message they're trying to send. Is it a road trip movie? Right. What is tutti fruity ice cream? I don't know. Okay. Something fruity? If that makes you fart? What does that have to do with anything? Tutti. Oh my god. <laughs> it's not even how it's spelled. It's not? I mean, when you're talking about farts and you call them toots, how do you spell it? T U T I E. For the sake of winning this argument. T O O T S. Just full disclosure, listeners. I woke up on. I don't know. I wouldn't say I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today, but our fearless leader's been kind of getting on my nerves today. <laughs> Let's just say things I usually find charming have been falling a little flat, and it's not his fault. I I think it's a. Uh, it's not my fault. It's not, you mean? Yes, because I've been, you know, going through a medication change, and yesterday was my dead dad's birthday, and uh, we live in a rapidly disintegrating dictatorship of racists, so the I'm just... The states of America. Yeah, so, you know, it's not your fault, but... It's okay, I mean... Just in case they were picking up on anything, I didn't want them to think we were fighting or anything. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I know of. I mean, I don't think so. <sighs> What's the it's, sign? It's so boring. Does it get any less boring? I think so. Okay. 
different. This is like the, the middle. Bad dream? Descent into madness? Texas heat stroke? You know what's weird is I feel like this is less. I feel like this is more boring than Last House on the Left. Yeah? Yeah, like it seems like it has a lot more action. But I don't know. Like, this is making Last House on the Left not seem so bad. Like, I can see, no offense to Rob Zombie, but I can see what makes Wes Craven better than Rob Zombie comparing these two movies, you know? Is that making any sense? Wes Craven better than Rob Zombie? Yeah. I agree. Wes Craven is definitely better than Rob Zombie. Right. So, so two guys, two white guys, made movies about shitty people doing shitty things. And they both sucked, but one sucked worse. And, and this one? <laughs> this, this is what you're saying sucked worse? I mean, it's not over yet. A rotary phone. I was about to say, that's the first true indication that we're in a period piece. Because, yeah, you could even let the the payphone stuff slide because... Small town. Small town. And I've driven across Texas. There are a lot of places where your cell phone will fucking work. Right. (laughs) And you're, like, in the past. And, like, I mean, criminals a lot of times don't have... Like, they use burner phones and stuff. Not that I know a lot of criminals, but, like, especially, like, a seemingly stupid white trash family of murderers, I wouldn't necessarily suspect that they had high technology capabilities with secure communications or whatever. They don't, they're not bill payers, you're saying. Well, yeah, and they're not, like... I don't know. I I imagine like mafia or drug dealers to have tech smarts. Maybe I'm being prejudiced. But I see these people and I don't expect them to have tech smarts regardless of the time. Well, and I guess also sort of I, you know, I don't know but drug dealers and organized criminals would also have a higher need for communication. Right. Uh, you know, they were like a, sort of like a Venus flytrap in the first movie. You know, Captain Spaulding or Luck would just send people into their path and then they would be destroyed. And in this, you know, they're all scattered and everything. But, uh, you know, in Breaking Bad, you needed to get a hold of Badger and, uh, did I distract you away from him stabbing her? Is that what it was? I just couldn't tell. 
after his hallucination where his dead brother told him to kill everybody. Oh, is that what he said? Kill them all! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I will never be free. But anyway, go on. Um, and then organized crime. Obviously, there's a whole lot of trying not to say shit on the phone. But, you know, you get the phone call like, Hey, those Joey Second Donuts, you know, you know that guy in the thing, go over to the place. Or whatever, but yeah, and the, these guys. Well, and there's that ice isolation thing, and like anti-government, and you know, being off the grid that I feel like came through pretty strong in the first one. Mm-hmm. As if, well, they were living on a ranch, also like the uh, Manson family. The Mansons. But yeah, I I wouldn't say you're wrong in that Rob Zombie prefers you like these people more than you like their victims. Oh, she's got the Leia hair. After all her shit talk about sci-fi. Hmm? Well, her making fun of sci-fi stuff earlier mm-hmm. on. And... That was funny. <laughs> oh, we got a laugh out of you. I mean it. That's I'm. I'm gonna give credit where credits due. Are they like clown brothers or? <laughs> they're they're like uh, what Kermit and Fozzie in the Muppet movie. We're twins. <laughs> you can't even tell us a lot I mean, apart. Speaking of things in the seventies, uh, clearly this is just like the Muppet movie. I'm so glad you pointed that out to me. A lot of cameos by famous people. Uh, road trip movie. Road trip. So is the sheriff um, the frog, frog man? Doc Doc Hopper. <laughs> yes, Doc Hopper Wydell. A band, although it turned out better for them in the Muppet movie than it did in this one. Yes. And a better, doc, I believe Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem are a better band than Banjo and Sullivan. Well, we to be fair, we don't know. We didn't hear Banjo and Sullivan. I feel I, like on on the soundtrack where there was a fake Banjo and Sullivan. More butt! More Sherry Moon butt. I mean, they did put a Confederate flag on it to show the, continue to show that she's a bad racist, but... <laughs> The 70s party scene? I guess. I guess that makes his... The fact that this is like a 70s throwback makes his annoying camera decisions make more sense. But again, with what's the point of making a 70s throwback movie? I... uh, Well, I mean, he was... uh, These are... I don't know. Right? Um... They were, I believe, the movies that came out in his formative years. I think that's about how old he is, so I don't know if that's the point. 
Well, sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like, just because you remember these movies and like them, like, doesn't mean you have to make one and subject me to it for no reason. Like, like again, and, and I mean, maybe I'm just making an excuse here because, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Quentin Tarantino. Not the, I mean, not nobody's perfect. I mean, unfortunately, I did see Jackie Brown, but. Uh, that is your least favorite movie. Because, yeah. God, so awful. But, um, we can have a whole conversation about how awful Jackie Brown is. But, like, he does something different when he pays homage to these, like, exploitation movies and to the films that he loved as a child, which he definitely, not child, but young person, as a youth, as a youth. Um, uh, he does something different with it. You know, like, like Death Proof, where the ladies kick the misogynist's ass at the end of it. (laughs) Or even like Kill Bill, where, you know, he took Lady Snowblood and, you know, a Western and mashed it up. So that it was like a kung fu, you know, Western. Which he's not the only person to do that, right? Like, I saw Shanghai Noon. And it was great. I have not seen Shanghai Noon. You've never seen Shanghai Noon? No. Okay, well, uh, that's what we should do when this is over. Just by the way. Because it's really good. Okay. That's fine. Um, Tit for tat. You know, (laughs) Pulp Fiction, you know, I feel like did some interesting thing, you know, like even Reservoir Dogs, like, I don't know, like Quentin Tarantino does, you know, you could argue that he glorifies violence, uh, you know, that there's definitely some really valid critiques of like the, um, racism and, and use of racial slurs in his movies. But like, I'm just saying he does something different with it, whether you like it or not, it's different. I mean, so far, this isn't really, like, they say fuck a lot more, which I feel like you don't see as much in the older movies, like, even the gross ones. I just feel like the whole, like, fuck every other word is a a joy that um, our generation brought to the screen, sadly enough. The the joy of fuck. I mean, it's a little, like, excessive. Like, I feel like if you took a shot... Every time somebody had said fuck in this movie, you might be dead right now. <laughs> and it reminds me in that way of some of the mafia movies and some Quentin Tarantino stuff where it's just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, 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 Right, which I feel like is not as common even in the, like, grislier, dark movies that I've, I have seen from the 70s. You just don't hear that kind of talk as much. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, because it's certainly nothing I'm an expert on. I, uh, that's that's one of the things I, I am doing as well as I can. Uh, we, well, I mean, we, we did see, like, a grindhouse or exploitation film in Last House on the Left. Deliverance. So, I mean, some people, you know, will argue that Deliverance isn't even a horror movie, uh, let alone any sort of exploitation type. No way. Deliverance um, is a drama. But, like, my knowledge of the exploitation and grindhouse genre isn't that deep. 
But, I mean, like, you know me. I know a lot about movies about school. And, you guys, Darren you know, loves school so much. He loves it so much. Political movies and A League of Their Own. He also and... really loves A League of Their Own. And Mrs. Doubtfire and Mr. Mom. When yeah, we, we... I, I'm, I'm unashamed <laughs> to say that I, I like those movies. So, like, when we first lived together in our first apartment and we still had cable... I would, you know, some, you know, you hear jokes about, you know, girls coming home and their guys, you know, watch porn or they're passed out or they're partying. Like, my, Darren would, like, have a loaf of, of bread in the bread maker and have fallen asleep watching A League of Their Own. And I'm just like, I'm going to marry this man. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with watching porn. It's just, it's just funny. It's just you. Or that time you caught me watching Malcolm X. <laughs> what? I don't even remember that. I believe um, it, though. It was in the old scary apartment uh, on 15th. Ugh. Have blocked that out as much as possible. It wasn't caught me or whatever, but I was in the other room and you were asleep and you came and was like, what are you watching? <laughs> Malcolm X? And you just left. You probably woke me up. That's probably why I sounded so, like... No, you were just in... What? I can't remember what part it was because that was almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. And do you know Diamond Dallas Page? I don't. It sounds like a wrestler. He is a wrestler. <laughs> um, but he does a lot of charity work and stuff. That's um, cool. He usually has like similar hair, but I remember him with bleach blonde curly hair. And eyebrows. They definitely made this guy look like he fell face first off one of the motorcycles at some point. Or, you know, likes to light his cigarettes in the campfire. Everybody says that he's really fucking nice, too. He seems nice. I mean, we've never actually talked to him, but we've seen him at least one con. Didn't we? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you. You've been to more than I have. No, I've only been with you, so. Must oh, not right. have Didn't been. you? Was, was Wizarding World Wilmington or whatever? That was just Harry a, Potter. A Harry Potter con. Oh, okay. So good. Yeah, guys, here in Ohio, we have a town called Wilmington, and they, um for the release of the seventh Harry Potter book, they turned their whole downtown into Diagon Alley. And it was amazing. And I went there for the book release party. And it was great. Was there alcoholic butterbeer? I mean, there might've been, I don't, we didn't drink. No. I feel like we mostly just like walked around and looked at stuff. We didn't get anything except the book. They both have beards. Like, uh, Fozzie. What? We're doing the Car- parallels. But Kermit doesn't have a beard. What are you talking about? But he's smooth on the top of his head, like Captain Oh, Spider-Man. my God. That's 
and like you're Charlie. you're floundering. You're uh, pinwheeling your arms at the edge of the abyss. You're chanting, Ray. <laughs> Ray, you're chanting. I'm gonna kill everyone. Satan is good. Satan is my pal. Cold lotion. Cold lotion. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Has to smoke a joint instead of doing rails of booger sugar. You look a little nervous. Nervous? Grossed out? No, it's more appropriate. About the guy with the prostitute? I mean... Or just the scenes in general? I, I didn't notice it until Otis was having his drunk, drunken romp. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, I like how she's the first one to go. She's like, not, didn't even do anything. I think she was closest to the door. I know, but it's just like, obviously he's not going to get them all yet. The movie's not over. No. We we were talking through it, but he did say, I want them alive. Oh, well, that... Oh, my God! If I had a dime <laughs> for every time they showed me Sherry Moon's ass, maybe, I would... Maybe that's the safer drinking game i don't know i keep making jokes about drinking games and i was worried it was getting old okay yeah so sherry moon's ass oh my god okay so they're deliberately killing everyone who's not who the cop wanted correct it's just like i mean i guess it's a good plot device but that never like from star wars to now i mean to just say i want them alive doesn't work Did not work out for the Empire. I mean, it didn't. Well, I don't. I mean, I guess it remains to be seen. Didn't work out in the short term, that's for sure. Ah, those crazy rebels. I wonder if they had a permit. <laughs> you know, there's two sides, Darren. There was violence <laughs> on both sides. There was violence on both sides. And some of those imperial monuments they're an important part of history and if we don't respect our history you know well <laughs> the empire started it by erasing by getting rid of all the monuments on alderan <laughs> <laughs> Why do you look nervous? And it's like, because I'm going to fart. And then you made me laugh. And now I... You draw attention to it. I know, but I can't, like... It's it's like when you fart in yoga class. You can't just, like, pretend... I mean, can people do it all the time, but... Whatever, it happens. Now the whole country... Now the whole world is hearing me fart. We have listeners in Australia. We've got... uh, I want to say hello. We have listeners in most of America... There's some states that could give a shit, but we also uh, have Canada and Brazil and Japan and Germany. One seems to be one person in Russia. Hey! 
I'm sure. I don't know who. Putin. All the shit I talk about his boyfriend or his pet or his puppet. You're the puppet. Um, that's kind of fun watching <clears throat> them get beat up. Who? The bad people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the things that I thought of when I'm like, maybe you'll like the movie a little bit more. So is that... you see Otis get thrown out a window and kicked in the balls. So speaking of, um, Star Wars metaphors, was that like a Lando Calrissian moment with the brothel owner? Oh. Did I miss all the connection there? That was pretty close. He was basically like, yeah, because when he got, um, he confronted him in the morning at the chicken fucker booth or whatever. Um, (laughs) I missed that's what that was. Thanks. Well, it wasn't a chicken fucker booth. They were buying the chickens and the guy was like, are you guys going to fuck these chickens? And he's like, fuck you. You know, uh, and then Michael Berryman got really upset. And when they were driving away, they ran into him. And he's like, I want to know where these guys are. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I'm going to break your fingers and then I'm going to kill you. Oh. Those guys. Those guys. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he knew that his girlfriend and prostitutes were going to get killed. Well, yeah, I don't think he would have sold them out like that. But, you know. I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Nice, nicely done. Much better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) So you probably saw they are back at their house. Who's that? He He took them to their house. Really? Yes. Wow. I didn't... So they just abandoned it? It didn't, like, burn down or anything? It was taped off, crime scene. Nice. They had staple guns in the 70s? There have been staple guns ever (laughs) since there have been rock bands, I think. (laughs) They were invented early on. (laughs) The evolution of the staple gun can be traced along with the evolution of the rock poster. Oh my god, after everything you've done, the worst thing you do is get stapled a bunch of times? I mean, that hurts, but it's not gonna <laughs> fucking kill you. Jeez. You know what Damn. that... You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Nazis crying on YouTube. That's what that reminds me of. Nazis that are ready to, ready to die for their race and to protect what they believe. Whining like little bitches about, well, you know what if I get arrested? Hmm. Well, I think a lot of people forget what the First Amendment is about. Well, you, you're, uh, Alan from the group, pretty much. If anyone's confused about America's First Amendment, we'd like to direct you to. Can you get I, him to I, share it in there? Uh, yeah. You I'll, said I'll, he just put it on his page. It was his page. I'll talk to him. I'll I'll try to. Get, well, there's plenty of good conversation going on in the group. Well, yeah. I mean, you should be in our Facebook any oh. group anyway if you like free speech. Facebook 
slash groups slash psycho semanticast. Uh, come hang out. And... The passwords, I'm not a fucking Nazi. <laughs> All right, second funny thing that's happened in the movie. <laughs> what did he say? And I hate fucking clowns. Taser? Chainsaw. Something sounded electrical. Cattle prod. Ooh, yeah, 70s Texas. That makes sense. I mean, it's kind of sad. Like, does he think he's going to get them to feel remorse? I mean, I guess that's the point. When you do revenge, it's about you. It's not about the person, right? Generally, because otherwise it's called justice. That's a good point. That's a distinction between vigilanteism and justice. Like, the same thing could be done, but when it's only for personal gain... I mean, it may be personal justice or whatever. But it's revenge. It's not. Social justice is more... More for the greater good. Yeah, ideally in a just, well, in a, I guess what, what that one famous anarchist said, in a just society there would be no crime, which is probably, you know, true. But beyond that, there's a... Um, Do you like nine-inch nails? But, um... Well, and again with, like, I know this is a totally different setup, but I'm like... Man, Sean does this for fun, and you're crying like a bitch. But they don't go all the way through like that. That big. Have you seen that? Have you seen Sean's crucifixion video? Only on video. Yeah, I I didn't go. She's free. Oh, that's always fun. Um. Speaking of burning down the house. Ugh, come on. What, that shot of the spinning spinning lighter? Yes. It was like the time they were showing stuff in the reflection of the, like, bomb squad helmet in one of the Resident Evil movies. And Drew and I lost it in the theater. We often laughed at things. <laughs> We often laughed at things. <laughs> Other people that weren't supposed to be funny loudly in movie theaters. Actually, that might have been the time. There was one time he laughed in a movie and a friend yelled, Hi, Drew, from like <laughs> across the theater. Uh, I mean, this is just me now and he's taking a risk. Because she's crafty as hell. And why'd he choose to hunt the woman instead of the one of the men? Uh. Because he thought she'd be easier to catch, easier to kill. It was more of a turn on for him to hunt a woman. Like Maybe Rob Zombie just wants to get more shots of her butt. Aww. 
was kind of nice. Like Lando? Mm-hmm. Lando came back. He did. But I'm still annoyed that these are supposed to be the sympathetic characters. Lando Calrissian is a sympathetic character. True. Like, is that supposed to be challenging? Is it supposed to be cool? Like... Got the dick halloran well i mean that was uncalled for <laughs> but uh you know that i mean like dare i say that's what he gets i mean i don't think the cop was gonna come back and get him i guess no. we're supposed to be glad that he stuck by his friends but his friends are a bunch of mass murdering psychopaths now i wonder how would he know nicely done about the run rabbit thing or is that a old saying in the south because they did a lot of run rabbit run shit in the first movie it's probably in the book oh the scrapbooks yeah it could have been the scrapbooks could have been Again, with the, like, I don't feel bad for her being hurt because she's a bad person and this is a movie. But again, like, why is he, you know, like, choosing the woman to beat like this? And, you know, why does Rob Zombie want to show him as a bad guy? Like, are, are we supposed to be shocked by his transformation? He's turning, yeah, he's turning into what he hated. Who the fuck is that? The guy that was dragging the dead body in the woods at the beginning. Tiny. Oh, right. Oh, that's a bummer. Told you he shouldn't have made a sport. Should have just killed them, or if what, he what wanted, would you have liked for him to have done with them, like tracked them down and arrested them, or done well, the revenge bit. It depends on what your goal is, but like if he wanted them dead, then he should have killed them and not made a game out of it. I mean, again, with like connecting it to Last House on the Left, they weren't making a game out of it. They were just having fun with it. I don't even think that. They just were trying to kill them. Oh, the parents. Yes. I thought you meant the... No, the parents. The revenge part. Okay. They caught... <laughs> they caught a monologuing, if we're going to do a... Right, exactly. <laughs> think like the... Incredibles. Uh, Incredibles. You sly dog. You almost got me monologuing. Union. Otis's 
crucifixion unfinished. Poor cop. Sheriff Wydell's deed. It's his own fault, but I still feel bad for him. of shit in the family the one who was dragging the naked woman through the woods at the beginning yeah he seemed super sympathetic i really hope he has a great long life what and mm. <laughs> i never thought about it at that part i thought they were making him get rid of bodies i didn't think that he was i mean <clears throat> but you know i we don't know right. i, I mean, never looked at it like that do we know him do we know his backstory no now he's got a child's mind and he eats Agatha Krispies out of a dog bowl. I mean, fair and enough if he's got a, a if he has a disability and that's his family and he doesn't know any better, but also are we letting him off the hook too easy? I don't know. I mean, I did say he's just the smallest piece of shit in the family. That is what she said. I didn't say he was a good, good free bird, boy. really? <laughs> Too predictable? I just feel like I've been watching Rob Zombie jerk off for two hours, but it wasn't even hot. You said, but it wasn't even hot? Yeah, I mean, Rob Zombie jerking off in real life probably would be hot. I mean, not to be gross or get too far on a tangent here. Got it, dude. <sighs> <laughs> what? What is even happening right now? Family videos? Like, were we given to believe that that is a real video they would have made at any point in their lives? I mean, we've never seen them do anything except, like, videos of themselves with dead bodies and people they were killing and torturing. I never thought about that either. But it's good to have that fresh pair of eyes. I can't believe... Well, the movie's not over yet. It's close. I'm just like, I can't believe people thought I might like this more if I watched it all the way to the end. People, you were so wrong. You don't like it more than you did? I mean, I didn't walk out. That's true. But... It was horrible. It definitely um, improved my opinion of Last House on the Left, though. Hey, there we go. Although, it's Last House on the Left's fault that we have this giant turd. So you're saying you're not a fan? I mean, is this supposed to be like Thelma and Louise? Because it's not like Thelma and Louise, guys. It's not. Is it like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that. That's kind of like Thelma and Louise. Um, But with dudes. 
Isn't there a gun at Thelma? There is a gun. That's how the whole thing gets started because Susan Sarandon saves um, Gina Gershon from, not Gina Gershon, um, Beetlejuice Lady. Um, Gina Davis? Gina Davis from getting raped. <sighs> Tell us how you really feel. The slow motion. It's just like he's just twisting the knife. People who like this movie, you have terrible taste. This movie is terrible. Send your hate mail. Oh, there's my big dick gun. Let me get my big, let me put my big dick. Oh, let's all touch our dick. We're going to die like men. We're die like men with our dicks out. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't use a southern accent when I do that because that's offensive. Well, they're using sort of poor southern accents. I know, but I don't, I don't want to be like that. You're making fun of them. You're not making fun of southerners. Yeah. Um, Just the serial killing ones. And the, and the send... Your hate mail means risk I'm going of her, her responding. to respond. Not, not with threats. Of I guess this isn't also the thing that shows it's a period piece. I got well. Let me take that back because they are white, so I guess they could have lived this long arming up. I'm like, what? Nowadays, they would have blown up the car before they even made sure it was actually them, <laughs> and they would have had a tank. With the tank they got. And a helicopter. Although, they had helicopters in the 70s. I'm a little surprised there's not a helicopter. Maybe that police department doesn't have... Uh, here's going to be your favorite part of the movie. I'm trying to, like, not roll my eyes so hard I don't actually get to see the end of it. Because <laughs> rewinding it could possibly be the worst thing that I ever had to do. It It'll be easily... Described to you, should you miss it? Has anybody done the science on this? Because I feel like they would have hit the barricade by now. Just, they were not <laughs> that far away. Like, has anybody analyzed that shot? They were like 10 feet away. And now this is taking like 10 minutes. Well, maybe it's the theory of relativity uh, thing. What's with the heartbeats and the pauses? What? It's supposed to be like that scene in Heat, because it's not like that scene in Heat. What other movies is this not like? <laughs> Anything good. If you uh, ever thought a movie... I'm sorry that that Matthew McGrory's dead, and that's sad, and he was wonderful. And you like Bill Mosley. I, when I saw what he looked like under there, yes. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean just because he's handsome. Like he's it's a, he's an actor, obviously. I mean, Rob Zombie seems like a really nice person. I feel really bad that I hate his movies and music so much. Oh my god! What? You glad it's over? Oh my god! It was so bad. You really you really like that? What this movie? Yeah. I mean, you like Rob, you've seen a lot of Rob Zombie's movies. I mean, you Well, I went into Lords of Salem because I, I had heard, I'm a completist for one. I wanted to see Lords of um, Salem. 
But and, then you said it, I wouldn't like it. And the, uh, I had been, I had come into it thinking that it was, or hearing that it was disliked. Same as, uh, 31. I don't know any, there maybe two people. I know two people out there in the world that have said that they like 31. I might have to do some introspection about different things that you've pointed out, but in general, yes, I like this movie. I don't like it as much as I did in 2005. You know, and in 2005, I still liked House of a Thousand Corpses more. That's yeah. still my favorite Rob Zombie movie. There was obviously a lot more visual or blatant or whatever sexual violence in this film. Like we said, it was a lot more behind the scenes or implied in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, and and I guess too, and and again, I don't I don't know that this is an excuse. And, and again, that may have been the intent. The The violence in this was uh, realistic. The violence in the first one was over the top. It was extreme. It was campy. It had scary moments. Like, this is, again, like, going back to what I said about, like, Last House on the Left. Like, there wasn't anything scary about this. It was just, by turns, boring and gross with two parts that were funny. Um, <clears throat> I, I very well may be giving Rob Zombie more credit than where credit is due on this line of thinking. But you've been saying a lot through this movie, is he trying to make us like or sympathize with Otis and Baby and uh, Captain Spaulding? And the rest. Um, I I don't think that this is the case, but it just came to mind, and I want your reaction to this because it's probably gonna be the only time I'm ever gonna get you to talk about this movie. But is it interesting bullshit or interesting bullshit about having the characters being so vile and rapey and cruel while trying to make you like them i think he thought it was interesting but i thought it was bullshit i mean yeah obviously we talk about this a lot and it's true and like human beings are complicated and just like i was saying earlier in the movie people who do horrible things can also do nice things and and have good relationships with their family or their pets or be good at their job. But I feel like for a movie to make me feel sympathetic, Red Dragon made me feel sympathetic to a serial killer. Red Dragon was great. You know, like that was somebody who was doing disgusting, terrible things, sexually violent things to the to the bodies and, and at the crimes. I mean, he, he was completely abhorrent. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, but the the movie in particular, um, you know, Ray Fine's performance, um, Emily Watson's performance. I mean, was I sorry he got shot at the end? No. Am I glad he didn't kill, you know, the main character's little kid? Of course. But, like, it was interesting. Like, 
he was doing all these horrible things and we were finding out more about him and his crimes. And at the same time, we were seeing him as somebody who had, you know, been horribly abused as a child, somebody who had this like soft, softer side when he started to fall for Emily Watson. I mean, when he takes her to like feel the tiger, I mean, that was like intense, you know? And then, like, her care, you know, her performance brought a lot to it because she she was falling for him. And then she finds out, you know, that he's done these, you know, terrible things. And and then what does that say about her? And and, and they packed all that. They packed all that into a movie that was also, like, a thriller. And, like, uh, this, speaking of movies that this was not, which is basically anything that's good. Uh, this was not Red Dragon, you know, like, and I get it wasn't supposed to be, but. Are you trying to say that Thomas Harris is a better writer than Rob Zombie? (laughs) Yes. You are. I'm standing behind that. Who directed Red Dragon? I'm sure it was somebody famous. I'm sure it was, but I mean, Red Dragon definitely had a better writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the source material. Although, I mean, if we're going on a Thomas Harris thread or rant, I mean, Hannibal sucked. I mean, the movie sucked, but the book sucked too. (laughs) Brett Ratner directed. That sounds famous. Hasn't he directed other things? He has. Brett Ratner is well known for quite a few films, uh, such as X-Men... Uh, which, which one of the X-Men? I know, there's like a million. But... I think it was The Last Stand X-Men movie. Um, you know, he did, yeah, he did Red Dragon, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 1. Okay. He's most I mean, famous those were for okay. the Rush Hour films. I mean, so, not like Francis Ford Coppola, but it's somebody who has some skill I mean, and he experience. did a video for Miley Cyrus. After all these things, after X-Men and Rush Hour 3 and Red Dragon, he's got a movie called The Libertine due out sometime. Based on the book? Um, Sorry, this is devolving really rapidly into what happens when me and my husband hang out and watch movies. Living under house arrest for allegations of sexual assault, a French diplomat awaits trial with his estranged wife in their guarded apartment i've never read the book i think it's based on a book anyway we've come to an end of yet another movies that you have refused to watch for some reason would you ever watch this again like voluntarily yes no it was a complete waste of time and my time i'm glad i finished it because i did walk out of it but i walked out of it because it was a waste of time and that time was much better spent reading harry potter and the half-blood prince i stand by that decision uh i enjoyed spending this time with you and i love having our conversations and um i'm glad people enjoy the podcast but other than those joys uh, and the two laughs I got, uh, it, it was a, a, a big piece of shit. It was a complete and utter waste of time. Like, I'm sorry. I know that sounds harsh. Again, I'm sure, like, Rob Zombie's a really nice dude. I'm also sure he doesn't care what I think about this movie either. But um, of the three, so I'm three for three. Uh, of the three that we've watched, uh, this was definitely 
the most boring and the biggest waste of time. But it was also the least less upsetting. Like, I mean, granted, I didn't like really tune into the, you know, gun rape scene that made me walk out in the first one. But that was really the most emotionally painful thing that happened in the whole movie, you know? So, uh, whereas, like, Last House on the Left really, like, put your put your face in the fire and held it there until the end of the movie. Like, it just went on and on and on. Uh, and it was gross, and I felt kind of nauseous when it was over, which, you know, we had to talk about that on that episode. And then, like... Deliverance was actually kind of awesome. And I mean, I'm not trying to torture myself and you are not a sadist and you are not trying to torture me. But I mean, and I appreciate that we've kind of done this in a way that wasn't just like, let's have a Jack Ketchum marathon or anything like that. I mean, we've done it in a way that's like been designed to work, not just gross me out and make my brain shut down. Um, but it, it's also, you know, the point is to be challenged. True. Is there anything else you would like to say to or about this movie? I don't think so. Okay. Well then, that was The Devil's Rejects. Like I said at the beginning of this, a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't. I don't. You don't. Uh, thank you. For listening, we'll be back at an undisclosed time with the next installment. Thank you, wife, for being here. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening if you've made it this far. And so, yeah. Line! <laughs> That's what we should watch after this. Thank you. Uh, thanks thanks for listening to the Psychosemantic Podcast. Come hang out in the group. Of, if you're not if, a Nazi. If you're not a Nazi, you won't last long in the group if you are a Nazi. Uh, I doubt you'd be listening to this right now if you're a Nazi, but I'm sure Nazis like the Devil's Rejects. I was about to say, they probably uh, love this movie. They're like, yeah, but Nazis so don't like awesome. me. That's true. Nazis don't like you. <laughs> I know what boys like, but not what Nazis like. <laughs> I know Nazis what. Nazis don't like me. <laughs> Nazis don't like me, and I don't like them. Yeah, That's right. So, fuck you. I don't want you to listen to my show anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I said thank you to everyone except for Nazis for listening to this. Until next time, try to stay alive out there. Yeah, so, don't get hate crimed, as my friend said earlier today. Oh, before the protest? Yeah. Yeah. Don't get hate crimed. Take care of each other. Never let them take you to the second location. That's right. Always always decapitate for safety. Always decapitate for safety. Suck the marrow out of life, but don't choke on the bones. Well, that's a good one. That's Dead Poets Society. Oh. Um, And duck and cover. Yeah.
I was worried I realized I was worried I dropped 